Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time now for Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. Brought to you by your good friends at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. For the latest happenings from the Arkansas Outdoors, here are your hosts, Ray Tucker and Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. All right, coming up on tonight's show, we'll have Jason Oliver, Assistant Chief of Fisheries for the Arkansas Game and Fish, and Ryan Mosacek, who won uh, last weekend, weekend four last, a big tournament on Lake Dardanelle. But uh, first of all, I had to introduce Brian. And, of course, raccoons fall into to an outdoor show. <laughs> and so the, the big story up in Fayetteville this past weekend, and, Brian, uh, you, you just saw the video there, uh, the guy grabbing a big old fat raccoon by the back of the neck. You, your thoughts on that? Uh, he, he's he's a braver man yeah, than sure I am. I, I'd be those things are vicious. I would be. I, I would give up my seat to a big raccoon like that. I had that happen to me one time on uh, Buffalo River. The family was uh, we we're having supper at Tyler Bend, and uh, I felt something run across my feet and looked down, and there was a skunk on my feet. We were at the at the picnic table, and it was like, "Don't anybody move." And this thing finally went on its way, and it looked like a Roman candle. Everybody blowing out of that pavilion <laughs> as uh, fast as they could. I had some friends that had a doggy door, and the dog came in, and right behind him came a skunk. Right. And uh, they did nothing to provoke him, and somehow he, he went back out the door. Yeah, and I've got a friend that lives over in Colony West that has the same thing going on. She's got cats, and she feeds the cats out in her carport. And, you know, every every night there's a pair of raccoons that come in there and they kind of compete with the cats and it's always a standoff and they've kind of reached a um, what would you call you know kind of a detente where the cats give way let the raccoons have their way and then they leave but wildlife man i, I thought when i lived up on the red river i had a friend that uh had raccoons out on his porch and he took a broom out got shoo them away and they took it away from him and he ran back in the house it was actually here in little rock when, when he did that so yeah uh, Anyway, yeah. all right, let's, let, let's, let's, when I let rac, uh, rac, pet raccoon, no, it wasn't a pet raccoon. I've had people with pet raccoons right. uh, that had duck hunting clubs and had a pet raccoon that was lived inside. Well, like I say. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for me. All right, uh, water levels on, on our rivers and lakes are in great shape right now to float. They are good. They came up a little bit with the rain over the weekend, uh, but a friend of mine, uh, from uh, lives in Benton, did the uh, the Caddo River from Glenwood to Amity on Saturday. And we done Glenwood to Amity. You and I never have. I've okay. I have before, but he uh, reported that he caught he and his son caught fifty smallmouth, lost twenty five more. Uh, he said it was just a great day. The water levels were perfect. The bite was on. Everything was great. And he, the the photos he sent. You couldn't have asked for a better looking river than what he was on. That's strange because the moon was full over the weekend. Yeah, you know, just sometimes you get you get conditions where they're right, and you hit them on the right the right day at the right time, and everything's good. But seventy five fish day between two people is pretty salty. Uh, we've never had a day like we that. We have not. We've come close though. Well, we did the deal with Shane Goodner that we waited the Washita. Yeah, we actually exceeded that. We did eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that was a good one. Uh, that's the best. It's the best one I've ever been but, a part of. But these of. guys are floating. Yeah, and we were waiting. Any idea what they caught them on? Probably they caught them on the same stuff we use: lizards and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, what, what what is that thing that we use? Uh, 
these plastic. baby brush hogs and yeah. centip- you know I keep wanting to say centipedes. They're not using that, but small lizards, small uh, brush hogs, stuff like that. No whopper fluffers. I doubt it. I saw something the other day, a magazine somewhere. Um, I'd been a picture in the paper. Sure enough, guys using a caught a fish on a whopper plopper. Well, you know, we've used them enough to know that you do catch a lot of fish on them, and when that thing works, there's just that's the problem with me, Ray. Is I have so much fun catching them on that that it's hard for me to get away from it, and I know that I'm going to catch probably more fish and bigger fish on soft plastics on the bottom, but I enjoy catching them on that top water so much that it's just hard not to throw it. Yeah, I've had a look before using baits that look like crawdads. Right. Uh, is this the time of the year uh, that the crawdads fish on them? Yeah, yeah. You can use anything that resembles a lizard or any kind of what they call a creature bait. You know, we're talking about the tiny brush hogs and yeah. the sweet beavers and all that stuff. Anything that, that's a bottom contact bait that resembles, you know, a crawdad or, um, you know, I, I don't know what a lot of this stuff re- resembles, but fish... Just don't like it. They'll eat it. All right. Uh, you, you didn't get a turkey, you said. I did not. This was a strange season for me. The turkey harvest was up a little bit. You didn't You didn't hunt as much as normal either, so. No, I didn't hunt as much as normal. You know, I, I, I published a book about turkey hunting in March, and for two solid years I ate, drank, breathed, sweated, dreamed turkey hunting. So I I I took a little bit of a break from it, but the times when I was out, I was around turkeys. I, I never got a chance to work a gobbler, and the best days when I had time to do it was raining. And I, you know, I know you can call turkeys and work turkeys in the rain, but there's an aesthetic element to it that's just lost on me there. And I don't like hunting in the rain. I don't like have if I get one, I don't like having to deal with a wet, bedraggled turkey. You know, they just don't look that good, and and uh, so. My turkey hunting time was way down this. this so um, squirrel season has opened up. Uh, this is a tough time of the year to see a, see a squirrel in a tree with all these leaves. You got to use dogs? Uh, you know, you can use dogs and you can do real well with them. But mainly it's like in, anything else. You're, you're, you're targeting food sources this time of year. And, you know, you got a lot of soft mat. Like in the fall, you're going to be hunting squirrels over hickory, uh, hickory trees and oak trees and things like that mostly hickories, this time of year you're hunting over soft mast, and the thing that's making right now uh, more than anything is going to be mulberries and things of that nature. So if you can find mulberry trees, uh, you know, uh, I guess sumac bushes, things like that, you know, soft, sweet fruits on them, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to find your, that's where you're going to find your squirrels mostly. And you'll find them in a bunch of, in bunches too. The thing is, is that there's leaves on the trees, it's hard to see, a lot of people that like to hunt with 22s is very very difficult to do that you know i'm 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 a shotgun hunter when it comes to squirrels anyway but you know when you're up and they're they're up and up pretty high doing what they do you're just looking at movement and looking at you know branches and leaves moving around so hard to hunt with a with a center fire single uh, projectile but for those that can do it this time of year my hat goes off to them and this time of the year, you got to watch for snakes. You do have to watch for snakes. And, uh, you know, so I was out at my deer camp today just taking care of some business and didn't see any venomous snakes, but I did see, you know, a black rat snake that was probably about six feet long. And uh, they're out, and, uh, you know, that means rattlesnakes are going to be out, and that means cottonmouths are going to be out where they are, copper uh, copperheads. So you do, if you're going to be out in the woods doing anything, I definitely recommend wearing snake boots. 
I don't guess we can never get a, get over that stigma that, that you see a snake and you don't care what it is, you're going to kill it. I, you know, I think that I think that's coming around quite a bit. I think I think gardeners understand that king snakes are valuable, and you know, yeah, I think, think the internet has a lot to do with I it. I think that it does, and I think that there's just kind of been people are a little bit more educated than they were. Uh, the other side of that is that a lot of people look at black rat snakes and they say, well, there's a turkey egg, uh, you know, something that eats turkey eggs and turkey poults and quail. And, you know, and so they, they justify it that way of killing, you know, rat snakes to protect turkeys and things like that. Um, all I can say is that snakes are wildlife, uh, too, protected by the wildlife code. So, you know, just keep that in mind. You were talking about a black rat, a black rat snake. I had a used to have a um, desk. Uh, I'm trying to think what, what what you call that. Anyway, one one out on, on the patio where you where you do your plants transferring and all that stuff. And I looked at one day. There's a big black snake, and, and the drawer was open. Yeah, climbed that leg, went right into that drawer. <laughs> and let me tell you what, that desk didn't stand a chance after that. I heard that. Well, you know, I'm a guy. I, I spent a weekend. Hotting desk. There's one. There you go. Okay. There you go. I spent a weekend <laughs> in the Danville Hospital with a rattlesnake bite, and um, hey, I got I got over it. I forgive them. I don't mess with them. You know, I would I would I would encourage everybody else to to give them some space, and they're part of the system too, and they're not out to get you. You know, so it's just one of the one of the things out there that can be an inconvenience. Be careful, but you know, give the snakes a break. All right, uh, we'll take a pause here on Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors, coming to you live from our Guadalupe Buick Jim C. Studios. We come back, we'll be joined by Jason Oliver, Assistant Chief of Fisheries for the Arkansas Game and Fish. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during Maydays at Guadney Buick GMC. Trading in will give up to 5000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's Maydays pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. 
Make the switch today to Triple S Alarm and have your security monitored by Arkansans right here in Arkansas. Go to store.triplesalarm.com. That's store.triplesalarm.com. Spelled out alarm.com. If you need help selecting the package that would best suit your needs, give us a call. We are here to help you. Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas. Triple S Alarm. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May Days at Guadney Buick GMC. Trading in, we'll give up to $5,000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Days pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick. Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatso outboard motor from Arch Marina, North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatso motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatso motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina, North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. This is Sterling from Center Ridge. Here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Lake Conway, Lake Maumel, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Lay's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it, grab it, and go. It's Double B's. And welcome. Welcome back to Red Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. We've got with us a special guest tonight, Jason Olive, Assistant Chief of Fisheries for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Jason Olive, welcome to Red Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Uh, J- Jason, I gave you a new name while ago. I called you Oliver. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get that quite a bit, Ray, as you can imagine. Jason, it's been a really, really busy uh, busy time for y'all the last few months, and um, a lot of great things have been happening with fisheries, and that when great things happen for fisheries with the Game and Fish Commission, that means great things are happening for fishermen in the state of Arkansas. And just wanted to have you kind of update us a little bit on, on uh, new things going on. I know there's a, a new lake uh, a dedication reopening at Lake Poinsett, which uh, is, a, is big news for y'all, but a lot of other things going on, too. Yeah, that's right, Brian. Uh, you know, points that was a, that's a huge deal. That was a long project, um, you know, four or five years in the making, had some infrastructure problems, got that fixed. Thankfully, the lake filled up fairly quickly, and uh, we're, we're on the way to having some good fishing before long up there, uh, you know, just south of Jonesboro. We, we're, we'll have the bass 
little three-inch largemouth bass fingerlings going in later this month or possibly early June, and then get some little crappies stocked in there this fall. And, you know, two years from now, we'll be we'll have good bass and crappie fishing. There's already good bluegill, red ear. You know, they're coming on. We stocked those last year, and we've stocked catchable-sized catfish as well. So there's already some fishing to be done out there, but it, uh, it's we've got high hopes for that. As you know, these lake renovations just provide a, a great opportunity. I mean, you'll never see fish growth and production like you see after a lake renovation. So what's exciting al- times for Northeast Arkansas. What's always interesting about these things is that when, when the announcement's made that a lake has got to be drained and fishing opportunities are going to be lost for a while, there's always a lot of pushback and and uh, the public you know, doesn't like it. And then the project is completed they see the improvements, and then a few years later, they have great fishing, and the the public uh, attitude feedback changes entirely, doesn't it? That's that's exactly right. In fact, I've had several people uh, down in the area around White Oak. We renovated Lower White Oak in 2012. Had several people in the last couple of years come up to me and say, "Hey, we I gave you guys a really hard time. Said a lot of ugly things about you, but man, it was all worth it. This place is phenomenal." So, yeah, it. it, it it does. It's, it's tough. Nobody wants to lose their favorite fishing hole for a few years, and these, these renovations can take several years sometimes, some longer than others, and, and I understand. People don't want to lose their, their favorite hole, but it, it ends up being worth it in the long run. Do you tell them that you'd like to have that in writing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, can, can we put you on camera? <laughs> Speaking of writing, uh, you mentioned in a public meeting a couple of uh, months ago what was going to be written on your tombstone. You want to you want to share that with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, I, I, I like to say you can't stock your way out of bad habitat. Uh, you know, we can stock all the fish in the world, but if there's no habitat for them, they're just not going to survive, or if there's not good enough habitat, I should say. And uh, so that that's really been a, a huge emphasis of ours for the last seven years in the fisheries division. It's just been these, these reservoirs in Arkansas, as they age, they lose productivity. The, the wood that was there when it was flooded is rotted. The fluctuations you get uh, hinder the growth of aquatic vegetation in a lot of cases. And so it just causes a decline in fish productivity, and we got to bring that back. And unfortunately, I wish stocking would work. I wish that was the answer. That was the silver bullet. That's easy. Right. I mean, that's a simple fix, but it just unfortunately doesn't work very well. So the, the, the thing is the habitat. We get the habitat back, then, then the fishing is going to get better. And part of that is a, a long, long-term sustaining effort that Game and Fish has participated in and promoted with the Fish Attractor Program. That's right. And, you know, we were, there was an article that, that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago in our newsletter about that. And our uh, our writers were asking for some, some data on that. And it was, frankly, it, it it was eye-opening for me, even as someone who's overseeing that kind of stuff and, and hearing about that stuff on a, on a daily basis to look at the sheer numbers of fish attractors we're putting out. And that's obviously those fish attractors, you can call them fish attractors, you can call them fish habitat sites, whatever you want to call it, they serve dual purposes. They attract fish and help people catch more. And at the end of the day, that's our goal, is fish on the end of people's line. And at the same time, it provides nursery cover for the little fish, so we hope we 
eventually put enough out there to get greater survival of the sport fish we're interested in. But it was over 6,000 of those uh, in a five-year period between 2016 and 2021, over 6,000 sites added to Arkansas reservoirs by our biologists. And uh, the que- we got a little bit of time here for a break, but the question I have is, you know, fish concentrate on those things. If you don't have those structures, where are those fish? <laughs> well, oftentimes uh, roaming, you know, hunting down schools of shad. And that's, that's a really good question because it, it, it also goes to this quality of um, – the fishery because if the fish are swimming around chasing shad they're burning calories mm. if they're sitting in a brush pile waiting for a shad or a bluegill to swim by then ambushing it they're not using as many calories so they're gaining the same number of calories from that bluegill or that shad but they're just not expending as much so you get better growth better condition or you know plumpness from that all right. Jason, we're going to take a break here. Visiting with Jason Olive, Arkansas Game and Fish, back with more after this timeout. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guatney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May Days at Guatney Buick GMC. Trading in will give up to $5,000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guatney Buick GMC's May Days pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guatney can make. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuatneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick. Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina, Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine. Come see us. You'll get hooked. CD Arkansas is a proud distributor of Eaton products. With three convenient locations in Little Rock, Hot Springs, and El Dorado, they have the largest inventory of electrical supplies for commercial, industrial, and residential projects. Visit them in person and see for yourself how CD Arkansas sticks to their motto, service, integrity, reliability. To find out more about the CD Arkansas location closest to you, visit cdarkansas.com or follow their Facebook page at CD Arkansas. Hey, this is Justin Moore for Petty Jean Meats. Hey, Arkansas, it's Quinn Grovey. Petty Jean Meats is a fourth-generation Arkansas-owned and operated company by the same family continuing the tradition. Petty Jean Meats has been providing the best quality smoked meat for over 90 years. You want the best meat on the grill. Like smoked bacon and ham smoked over real hickory wood. 
Available at your local grocery. Official ham and bacon of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Petty Jean Meats. Meats. Taste Taste the the difference. difference. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May Days at Guadney Buick GMC. Trading in, we'll give up to 5000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Days pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. We're back with Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors, visiting with Jason Olive, uh, Arkansas Game and Fish. We've got a caller on the line. Jason has a, has a question for you here real quick. Go ahead, Joe. Joe, you're on. Sir, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. I've got a one-acre catfish pond that, uh, that's half covered with algae, uh, that green algae. Uh, let it get this bad. Um, I'll need some advice on how to treat this and also some advice how to in the future. Okay, Joe, I didn't catch that last question. You want some he, advice he, on he, treating yeah, the algae and what was the second The one part? catfish pond I've got is, is uh, half covered in algae. And he wants to know how to now, keep that from happening so bad in the future. Oh, how to, how to treat the problem I've got now also. Yeah. I've had sure, that well, with copper uh, sulfate, so I'm going to stay away from that if I could. Yeah, so there's some, some other chemicals. There's chelated copper that's a, a bit of a, a safer alternative sometimes when you have uh, lower pH, lower alkalinity waters. Um, I think the, the trade name is KT, K-T-E-A. Best thing to do, though, is call your local district fisheries biologist. Send them some pictures of what you have, and they can, they'll can be able to give you a good recommendation because sometimes there, there's granular um chemicals and there's there's the, the liquid and depending on type of algae you have and the way it looks they may recommend one over the other so uh, i don't know what part right, of the right. you're in but but the, uh, the best thing to do would be to contact your local office and and those are listed on our website and in the fishing or hunting guidebooks he's over at turkish right, i believe we got yeah we believe we got one in the briefly i believe uh yeah, or, or yeah there is an office there in Franklin, and uh, the biologist there would be glad to uh, help you out with that to make sure you get the right thing uh, without looking at a picture of it. It's, it's kind of hard for right. me to say, but there are some other chemicals besides copper sulfate that can be effective on that. 
right. I'll give him a call in the morning. I do appreciate your time and effort. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your call, Joe. Have a Joe. good night. Sir. Joe's from Turkey Scratch over around Marble. All right. Well, we're visiting with uh, Jason Olive, who is the Assistant Chief of Fisheries for the Game and Fish Commission. And, you know, you're you're an administrative uh, uh, part of the commission now. You've you've been a biologist. You've been, you know, all through that agency. How has your job changed, Jason, since you started in to where you are now? Well, <laughs> it's uh, I, I I touch a lot fewer fish. I don't I don't get slime on my hands near as much. Uh, so so that that part is is not as fun. It's staring at a computer screen or uh, putting out fires, as I like to call it, because um, there's you know as you can imagine, seventy five counties. You know we have four hundred and something boat ramps, a lot of lakes that we own and dams and just all sorts of issues uh, that come up day to day. So so I'm, I spend my time just problem solving, I would say, instead of going out and sampling fish populations or sinking brush and things like that. So it's, it's been a, it's, it's a, it's a big change from being a, a biologist. And uh, certainly I, I do, it's, it's a lot of fun though. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun that instead of just working in one part of the state and one type of system, I get to work statewide, have the opportunity one day to deal with issues in the Ozarks. And the next day I may be in the Delta or talking to people in the Delta. And, and so it, it's really just the variety is, is wonderful. I really enjoy it. And getting to work with so many great people around the state, too, I don't get as much, you know, one-on-one time with people as I used to, uh, which I miss that. But the variety of people is, is much larger now. And, and getting to work with a lot of our elected officials, like our county judges, I get a lot of interaction with, with those good folks, and we try to work really closely with them to improve access around the state for our anglers. And uh, so that's, you know, it, it, there's there's a lot of a lot of gratifying and, and fun parts of the job still, even though I don't get to, uh, again, get slime on my hands like I used to. Uh, I think you all, you all were talking earlier about, was it Lake Points at, up around Jonesboro? Uh, are are yes. there some other lakes that, that you all have revamped here recently? Yes, well, uh, one that's in the process of refilling and being restocked is Mercer Bayou down in uh, southern Miller County, uh, down there below Texarkana around Falk. Um, we, that one is, is coming on. We just finished a renovation there. Um, of course, we've had uh, Lake June down by Stamps that we recently renovated, and it's, I mean, you talk about a great place to take a kid fishing, that's an excellent place, whether you're wanting to fish for brim, bass, crappie, whatever. It's, it's loaded up. It's just 80 acres, lots of uh, bank fishing access, great place to go kayak fishing. I go over there sometimes in my kayak, and uh, it's just loaded up with little bass. You catch a ton of them. You know, one that intrigues me, I pass by it, I've, and I've, I mean, and I'm going to fish it, but the one that really intrigues me is Lake Charles. Lake Charles, Lake Charles is a gem. It's you know it's, it's a little out of the way uh, for a lot of folks off off the beaten path a little, but that is a very productive lake. Now, where's and, Lake uh, Where's Lake Charles? Who, Brian, what would be the uh, closest town? That there? would be up there uh, northeast. You know, up there where um, 
Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a state park uh, where there's a state park next to it. And, uh, you know, it's up there not too far from Jonesboro. Yes, it's Black Rock, Powhatan. Yeah. Around in, in that area. Yeah. Um, but that that's a very productive lake. Great catfish fishing and uh, a really hidden gem for bass fishing as well. Uh, there's some some local club tournaments and things up there that uh, do pretty well at certain times of the year. Yeah, you were, <clears throat> we were talking and like. No, go ahead. I was I was just going to say like a lot of the lakes in northeast Arkansas, it's just full of small crappie. I mean that that that's a problem we have in in that part of the state is we have a lot of overpopulated lakes, a lot of lakes with overpopulated crappie. We need more harvest, and uh, so if people want to just go catch a whole lot of little crappie, it's a good place to go. You can still eat those eight and nine inchers. And they still taste good. And, you know, one of the things you were talking about with you know, the epitaph thing, you know, not being able to stock out a bad habitat, and that's one thing that's really changed with Game and Fish over the years is that I think you all have done a really, really good job of educating the public that stocking is not the end-all, be-all to good fishing. You all have really gotten into a more holistic uh, practice of, uh, of of fisheries management of habitat and, you know, making more self-sustaining fisheries. That's right, Brian. And, I mean, it, we've got a great hatchery system. We can grow fish, and, and we've shifted to a lot of uh, bait fish production, shad and, and things like that. We've also increased our Florida bass production because we're not stocking those to increase numbers if it doesn't. But if you just have a handful of Florida bass that survive, you know, if we stock 100,000 and 10 or 12 out of the 100,000 fingerlings survive to adulthood, well, that's good. they're going to spawn with some of the fish already in the lake. And then those fish will spawn. And you end up getting a, a magnified effect and get some increased growth rates with those fish. So we're doing things differently with our hatchery system. But also, the other thing we've done is we've stopped stocking just because someone asked us to and we've started just having conversations with people about why that's not a great idea and in the past we might tell somebody well we don't think this is going to work but we'll go ahead and stock some fish in there well as they say actions speak louder than words and uh like and like i said earlier the easiest thing in the world for us to do is to stock fish but it just hasn't worked or we we stock more fish than just about anybody in the country for probably a 40-year period up until 2015 or so, and we just didn't see the results. And we had lots of research that we were doing, that other states were doing, that proved that it wasn't working and that it did take a more difficult, long-term, holistic strategy of addressing the habitat deficiencies. And... The public education component of that has been key, and I think the Game and Fish has done a really, really good job compared to what they did 20, 25 years ago of drawing the public in, explaining, and, you know, really making the public shareholders in these fisheries. That's exactly right. And really, it's fisheries management is co-management between the biologists and the anglers. I mean, we have to have buy-in from the anglers, and we have to trust the anglers and 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 serve the anglers and get you know get their opinions and, and what kind of fisheries do they want. It's up to us to make the technical decision for how to get there, but it's not up to us to decide what type of fishery it's going to be. It's up to the anglers, and we we we've 
done, as you say, we've done a lot better in recent years of working on this co-management philosophy where we're engaging the anglers in appropriate ways or trying to. We don't always do that perfectly. Um, we make mistakes with that like we do everything, but we're trying and getting better all the time at engaging anglers and working more closely with them to provide a fishing experience that they're going to like and enjoy. Jason Olive, Arkansas Game and Fish, we appreciate your time and, and your great information, and we will talk to you down the road. Have a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you, guys. You too. Thank you. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May Days at Guadney Buick GMC. Trading in, we'll give up to 5000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Days pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. All offers with approved credit. This is Sterling from Center Ridge, here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Nate Conway, Nate Marmel, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Lay's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it. Grab it and go. It's Double B's. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May Days at Guadney Buick GMC. Trading in, we'll give up to 5000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Days pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick. Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatsu outboard motor from Arch Marina North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatsu Motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guadney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. 
beat the clock. During May days at Guadney Buick GMC, trading in will give up to $5,000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Day's pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. All offers with approved credit. There are those who are avid pro basketball fans and those who say they don't watch until the playoffs begin. Well, we're down to the division finals, Miami versus Boston and Golden State versus Dallas, and the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are ongoing. So why not add to your sports entertainment by downloading the hottest app out there, BetSaracen.com. The Saracen team worked day and night for months to bring the class Arkansas-based sports wagering app, app platform, that is, to our state. Check it out today. That's BetSaracen.com. As an added bonus, Saracen has a special offer going on. Saracen is offering to match any first deposit up to $500 in free play. In order to place a wager, a person has to be within the boundaries of the state of Arkansas and must be at least 21 years old. Players can either download the app from the Apple App Store or clicking through the download links, BetSaracen.com. Wagers can be placed directly through the website. Why wait? Check us out today at BetSaracen.com. All right, we had a guest we were hoping to talk to. I've not heard from him yet. Let's, uh, let's talk about a topic that we've not talked about in the seven years we've been doing this, and that has to do with the Red Wolf. Yeah, you know, not the Arkansas State Red Wolves. But not, not the Arkansas State, but it's named after that. You know, Rex Nelson had a, a real interesting column about preserving the red uh, wolf species uh, in the paper and it's a it's an ongoing thing you know the red wolf used to be uh it, it populated the entire southeastern united states and now there i think are only an estimated 20 of them that that survive all of them in north carolina you know the state of missouri uh, conservation when i was there uh talked about that it's come up in arkansas a time or two and one of the problems with it is that they believe people, you know, game and fish managers believe that, you know, red wolves simply won't make it because they hybridize with coyotes. Coyotes are now the dominant wild canine throughout the southeast. And, you know, wolves have a very complex uh, social structure, the same as timber wolves do out west, where it's just not a matter of turning loose a few of them and, and hoping they survive. It's it takes a lot of different kinds of management. And, you know, I think, you know, you get people talking about, well, they'll kill deer. I don't really think that that's even an issue to think about. We've got, we don't kill enough deer as hunters in Arkansas as it is, or if we do, it's just enough. And whatever few that, a, a you know, that a wild population of wolves would take, for that matter, whatever few wild populations of coyotes take, which are mainly fawns, we don't see any effect from that. We've got more deer than, you know, than, 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 than hunters can really make an impact on. So I don't, I don't think that's an issue. I don't think that cattle depredation is an issue. It's just an issue of a species that has been displaced 
by other species. The habitat doesn't exist for them anymore. And yet at the same time, you know, it's an important thing to do to preserve whatever species that we have left on this earth to, to keep any of them going extinct. It's just the right way to manage the planet. So how do you do that? That's, that's you know, that, that's the, the question that wildlife managers face. And we're looking at, when you think back to the California condor, I think they were down to about 20 animals at some point, maybe even fewer than that. And the state of California, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, were able to bring them back to to a less precipitous point in their, you know, in their evolution where it doesn't look like we're going to lose that species. And I believe that we can do that with the, with the red wolf, too, and would like to see that done. But, yeah, they're, they're, now con- they're on the brink of it right now. And I'd hate to see us lose anything because if we do, that means that we've failed. Human- humanity has failed as a protector of this planet and the things that are on them. You know, you see movies about the wild, about the West, and you see guys riding around in a pickup truck, and just for the fun of it, you know, they'll, they'll pop something. Uh, some of that goes on. I'm not a cattle rancher, or I don't raise sheep or whatever, and, and not been, you know, have been raided by a wolf or cows. But anyway, that, that's part of it, I would think. Yeah, it's it's part of a mindset, and that happens here too. Where you know. People that drive around a lot of times see coyotes out, and they think that's fair game to shoot from a window, and, and think and that's 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 just kind of part of a mindset that's that's happened. But you know, we're seeing we're seeing as rural America goes reverts more to a wild state, more and more people move to town, and you're seeing places that used to be populated that are turning that are reverting back to wild, and it's not a surprise that. You know, mountain lions are starting, and bears, black bears, are starting to repopulate, recolonize areas that humans have left. One of the reasons for that with the mountain lions is that there is an abundance of deer, and that's their preferred uh, prey. They move into these areas, and they do well. Uh, plenty of food to eat. They don't really bother anybody else. And the human reaction to that is real interesting because there is this ingrained fear, that this innate fear that humanity has about apex predators. We're it. We're at the top of the food chain, but it really, really bothers us to think that there might be something out there that, that's bigger and badder than we are. And, you know, the cats are stealthy and they're secretive. And that unnerves some people to think that they may be there. And there's another f- segment of us. And sometimes it's the same segment. The same ones of us that fear cats also are excited and kind of think it's cool that they're there. Don't know it. You don't see them, but there's the possibility that they're that they are there. And every now and then we get evidence that they are. You know, you know I'm not sounding an alarm here, and we've talked about this several times on the show uh, about mountain lions, cougars, uh, that they are in within our state. Yeah, and but they're not looking for trouble. No, they generally like to uh, to. You know they like to stay away from people. They don't like they don't like interactions with humanity. Uh, it doesn't turn out well for them when they do. Uh, but mainly they just like to do their thing, and their thing is staying out of sight and and hunting and and doing what they do. And black bears, you know, are not as are not as contact averse as cats are. Black bears like the things that people have. They they like uh, honey uh, beehives, and they like corn feeders and they like uh 
you know, bird feeders, all this kind of stuff that we have out. And so, you know, you we do things. We we as people move into wildlife habitat, put up our homes, we put up our stuff, and then and then we seem to have an issue when wildlife interacts. And you know, bears are just part of that. When you do things that attract bears, they're going to tear stuff up. When is our bear season? It runs. It's I believe it starts in October. Uh, archery, the archery segment of that starts in October and it goes on into, um, I think it, I want to say it goes into November. It's not very long, but most of the, most of the bears in Arkansas are killed during the archery season early while they're out moving around, you know, fattening up for, you know, for the, for the wintertime. By the time gun season comes around, they are pretty much denned up. They're not moving around as much. They're, they're, they're confining themselves to smaller and smaller areas. So your best chance of seeing them, uh, if you want to hunt them, your best chance is early in the fall for that. All right, we're about to hit another break, I think. Let me look at the time chart here real quick. Uh, yes, we are. We're coming up on a break as we speak. All right, Damon Poo will have the week's weather forecast for us when we come back. You're listening to Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors here on 1037 The Buzz, coming to you live from our Guatney Butte Jim C Studios. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guatney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May days at Guatney Buick GMC. Trading in will give up to $5,000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guatney Buick GMC's May Day's pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guatney can make. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuatneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. Do you need the peace of mind that your home is safe when you are not there? Let Triple S Alarm Company give that to you. Call them today, 501-664-4559. Triple S Alarm can monitor your home security from their headquarters in Little Rock. You will have the peace of mind that your home is being monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week in Arkansas by Arkansans. That's Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas, Triple S Alarm. Maydays, Maydays, Maydays. May is here, and the time is now to trade up at Guatney Buick GMC. Next to Sam's in North Little Rock, call 945-4444. As new Buicks and GMCs keep rolling in, the value of your current ride will continue to trickle down. Beat the clock during May days at Guatney Buick GMC. Trading in will give up to $5,000 over book. Buying new, most Buicks and GMCs at 0% and shop a huge used selection. 
You hear that? That's the sound of time running out for Guadney Buick GMC's May Day's pre-owned spectacular. Gas isn't cheap, so burn it in the vehicle you deserve with the deal only Guadney can make. Guadney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Call 501-945-4444. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney for Buick. Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine. Come see us. You'll get hooked. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's great lead-in music to Damon Poole's weather forecast, I'm sure. Yeehaw! (laughs) All right, I love it, I love it. All right. Who uh, fired you up over there? Well, <laughs> I'd like to say heat, but uh, th- this time of year, that ain't a good thing. Uh, hot, muggy conditions are expected later this week with uh, mostly clear nights and mostly sunny days with lows near 60 and highs near 90 through Friday. Shower and thunderstorm chances come back for Friday night through the weekend as a cold front moves in. Some severe storms possible with large hail, damaging winds, and locally heavy rain. So stay weather aware with that. Low Saturday morning near 65 and afternoon high of 80 with uh, low Sunday and Monday mornings near 55 and afternoon highs near 78. Again, keep an eye on this weather for the weekend. Uh, check the latest before you get out and enjoy. All right. That's Damon Poo with our week's weather forecast. Brian, you and I were fishing several years ago on one of the rivers. We looked into a pretty nice-sized gar, and it was, it was an interesting fight. We, it entertained us with just a little bit. Uh, you saw recently where someone caught one that's, what, 300-pounder? Yeah. You know, we have—Arkansas used to be, back in the day, an international destination for alligator gar fishing back in the 50s and the early 60s. And uh, one of the great outdoor photos of all time ran in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch of a guy— with a alligator gar fighting and another guy in the boat next to him about to put an arrow into it. And that's what happened to our gar, alligator gar here is that it was fished out. We had one of the best populations there was and killed out, and the old ones like that were lost. But down in Texas uh, just a few days ago, a guy named Peyton Moore 
on some backwater, and he didn't disclose where it was, but he caught, lassoed, measured, and released, get this, an alligator gar that weighed, it was eight feet, two inches long. They estimated it to weigh about 300 pounds. The world record is 302, and it probably would have beat that. He didn't get it weighed on a certified scale. That would have required killing the fish. He just measured it, girth and size and all that kind of stuff, and, and released it back into where it came from. But, but he had pictures, at least. Got, he got video. Oh, video. Yeah, he got video. Eight feet long. Can you imagine? No, I'm trying to get it in the boat. I'm trying to get it in a boat. I was, you know, I um, the biggest fish I ever caught was a, a striped marlin down on the Sea of Cortez, and I don't think it was eight feet long. So... That was a hundred pound fish. It was this thing, a freshwater fish, weighed three times as much as the biggest thing I ever got. So we've got had that one, and then recently one in uh, uh, was a blue cat that weighed what one hundred and thirty something pounds. Yeah, I'm trying to. Do you remember where that was? Was was out of the Mississippi? I River? think it was on the Mississippi River. Yeah, I think and, so. You know, that's another. That's another. We were talking with Jason Olive about fisheries management and people, you know, anglers getting more and more educated and just better management all around. That you're st- there was there was a, a period in time where you just didn't see fish like that. You had a heyday of really large triple-digit blue catfish and flathead catfish, alligator garth. That kind of went away for a while, and now they're, you know, you're starting to see them again. And I think it's cool that, that you can catch something. Who knows how old that gar was? You know, and the ones that we have that you and I, the one you were talking about was, I think, a log nose gar or might have been a spotted. It was a spotted gar yeah. on the Caddo River that we fought. That one might have weighed, what, eight pounds? Uh, probably probably so. You know, years ago, uh, growing up in, in Helena, West Helena, and being on the Mississippi River and being up on the White River or whatever, uh, we got Tyrone on here. We got one minute left in the show. His timing is absolutely Im- impeccable. <laughs> Tyrone, we got one minute left, my friend. Hey, man, I just wanted to say hi. Great show tonight. I've been listening. Uh, I want to thank you all for helping us with our 30-year anniversary tournament. It went off well. We still got a lot more festivities to go, but I still want to thank you. Ray Tucker's show, all the shows on the buzz. I love you. Appreciate you. Who won that tournament, Tyrone? Man, I... Levy. That's that's one name I remember, Levy. Uh, but uh, it, it, they won two days. So, I mean, two separate guys won two separate days. So uh, everything went great. And uh, we got hail damage on all our vehicles, grass busted. The hail was coming down on us crazy uh, yesterday evening. Oh, well. Yeah, other than that, everything went great. What do you, what do you got coming up next? Um. We got uh, some tournaments. We're gonna we're gonna host a, a Sunday tournament trail for anybody that just want to fish. I, I was hoping you was gonna fish with me some. You already, you know, just one Sunday. But we gotta get the river right first so we can do it. But uh, as soon as we get the river right, we'll be out there, you know, so most every other Sunday trying to, you know, catch some fish and that'll be practicing for fishing stuff on Tuesday night. So. You know what's on my bucket list to fish with you. Hey, whenever you get time, I, I'm Wednesdays is the only day I really, really work hard. So, well, uh, whenever, whenever you're ready. 
That's the one day I don't work on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know, Tyrone. You work hard on that day. Let, let me know, and, I, and we'll get together and do it. All right, Tyrone. All right. Thanks a lot, Always guys. Good Appreciate to hear from you. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed tonight's show. We've added some things, different things around tonight. We'll be back here next Monday night, 7 o'clock. Brought to you by Watney Butte, Jim C. Gotta be patient, yeah. I-